Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi Thinking, and we are starting off Taboo Week thinking about murder. Yes. So, episode 37 is going to just be breaking it down murder. Let's just dive right in. Defining murder per MerriamWebster.com. It is considered to be a crime of unlawfully killing a person. Yes. It is considered to be something very difficult or dangerous to do or a flock of crows. <laughs> Did not know a group of crows were considered to be a murder. Well, now you know. Add it to your list of fun facts. <laughs> so I was able to find some research per thescientist.com. There was a study done in New Mexico and in Wisconsin where they allowed to scan certain inmates' brains. Basically, they scanned around 800 incarcerated men to identify the different structural features from people who committed homicide and the ones who have not. They were able to determine that the men who committed homicide had significantly reduced gray matter in several regions that are important roles for behavior, control, and social interaction in the temporal lobe. And they were also able to see through the MRIs that there are two categories of homicidal mindsets that, that usually these people fall into. Usually an impulsive or an instrumental. An impulsive violence is born of unbridled emotion and overblown reactions. A brand of behavior linked to poor frontal lobe functioning and abnormal serotonin levels. Hmm. Versus an instrumental violence is considered to be premeditated and associated with other brain changes such as reduced amygdala activation during emotion processing so basically what they're stating um, from what i'm understanding is instrumental violence is worse than impulsive violence because in my mind impulsive violence is just reacting it's it's in the moment it's just boom it happened you know it's just one of those instances when somebody accidentally killed somebody because they were driving and boom they hit a biker you know that happens it's, it, it's an accident you know that's impulsive it's just boop, there it goes oh shit versus somebody has an instrumental violence and that premeditating it that means they were in their mind planning from the moment they felt wronged or the moment they felt like it was necessary they planned exactly how they were going to kill that someone and how they were going to cover it up and how every other process from the beginning to the end that's a problem when you have that instrumental violence like when you have that activation with your emotions and those processing it's a different type of individual you know in my mind and how i see it and how i understand it so that basically means you gotta be careful for those people that just marinate on your like anger to be honest it's very interesting to me how people can make it acceptable in their mind to murder someone i mean i feel like you really have to be on a certain type of level to have these real issues to make it acceptable in your mind you know what i mean like in what way i mean where's your moral checkoff list to think like okay this this and this murder you know like okay forgive okay forget okay let go okay murder them you know like how do you how do you identify that that type of mindset those type of people i mean it's kind of scary to consider that if you do one wrong to them they will kill you you know those are the type of people that you have as friends because they'll be like oh they did that to you Psh, no problem bro and they fucking take care of that shit round two three however if you're the one that steps on their shoe honey there is a death coming to you <laughs> Those people are scary. I met those type of people. You got to watch them in the distance. You got to feed them with the long spoon because you might 
fuck up too. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, people hold some type of darkness inside them. They let it marinate and some people just catch them at the wrong time. Sometimes people can have that instrumental violence in their mind and have that premeditated murder, but it was for technically somebody else. However, just because this person got in the way, all of their anger went out on them. You know, everything went out on them. And that's why people wonder why somebody gets beaten to death is because that person did not know how to stop. They were just letting everything go. They had centuries of buildup. I mean, not centuries. <laughs> they had years of buildup that was just waiting. They're like a ticking time bomb. There are people out there walking in the streets that are literally ticking time bombs, waiting for somebody to just give them a reason for them to fucking snap. But that's just me. I mean, it's kind of scary that we're dealing with those type of individuals at the same time. Anyways, let's continue on. Fun facts per Britannica. Top seven serial killers. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know them? Well, no worries. I will tell you. Number one, Jack the Ripper. He was back in London in the 1888. He murdered five women. A lot of people know about Jack the Ripper. I mean, how do you not? Number two, Jeffrey Dahmer. He was out here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1978, killing 17 people. Number three, Harold Shipman, a.k.a. Dr. Death. He's out in London, 1978 to 1998, killing 218 patients. I read up a little bit about his story, and I'm just going to say around that time frame, nobody was really going to question him. That's why he killed around two. That's why they only identified 218 patients. I mean, if you read the story, people did not realize that he was killing as many people that he was doing until they started real, like seeing his signature marked off on everything. Like, dang, dude, you guys didn't put the pieces to the puzzle. Anyways, number four, John Wayne Gracie, 1978, a.k.a. he dressed like a clown. If you guys can remember that now, he killed 33 people. And that number doesn't even count for the number that of rights he's done to women and the men and women he tortured before even getting caught. You know, that number can be a lot bigger than what we know. Number five, H.H. H. Holmes, Chicago, 1893. More than 30 murders under his belt. Number six, Pedro Lopez. He's linked to more than 300 murders in Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. He was convicted in 1980, but after all his murders and his confessions to Ecuador, Ecuador decided to release Pedro back into the world in 1998 due to good behavior. But since then, nobody heard anything about his release. They don't know if he died. They don't know if he killed anymore. Who knows? But if you're a murderer, I would suggest go down to Central America and act right. And then you'll be released in a couple years. Versus up in the States where you're going to be locked up. They won't let you out. <laughs> Alrighty, y'all, it's time for the quotes. Never mistake my silence for weakness. No one plans a murder out loud. That's for sure. Number two, never attempt to murder a man who is committing suicide. Alrighty, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Hope I can continue to make y'all think with me. Stay tuned for more episodes. Food for thought, a hidden truth can be more poisonous than a spoken lie. Something to continue thinking. Bye, y'all.